Welcome to Let's Talk Sustainability, the Mazar podcast series that explores the evolving sustainability landscape for business. In each episode, we hear from experts on a range of environmental, social, and governance issues as they share best practices for building solid sustainability strategies and identified varied and valuable opportunities for business. Today, we'll be speaking with Mathieu Ribe, Mazar Partner Financial Services, to learn more about SFDR, its challenges and benefits. Hello and welcome, Mathieu. Hello. Certain provisions of SFDR, Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, came into force on March 10th, 2021. Financial actors still have a lot of questions. First, let's discuss the key concepts of SFDR. Can you tell us a little bit about the context? Yes, um, the SFDR regulation is part of the European Commission's Sustainable Finance Action Plan, which encourages the European financial system to take climate-friendly and sustainable actions. The three main pillars of this action plan are redirecting capital flows towards sustainable investments, integrating sustainability into risk management, and enhancing transparency and long-term vision in financial and economic activities. So what does SFDR entail exactly? The SFDR regulation, more commonly known as the Disclosure Regulation, deals with sustainability reporting in the financial services sector. It came into force on 10 March 2021 and complements the NFRD, the Non-Financial Reporting Directive on Financial Transparency. It introduces new concepts, including sustainable investments, risk, as well as sustainability factors, and creates new transparency requirements for investments and financial products. What are the objectives of this regulation? SFDR provides investors with access to more transparent sustainability information via entity-level or product-level disclosure. The aim is clearly to avoid greenwashing and to benefit from a single-ranking methodology at European level. But who are the actors impacted by the regulation? Um, In fact, SFDR applies to two categories of actors, financial market participants and financial advisors with more than 500 employees. The scope is very broad and it includes credit institutions, investment firms that provide portfolio management services, as well as financial advisors such as insurers. Okay, now let's talk about implementation. What is the content of the disclosure regulation? Um, In fact, SFDR requirements are uh, applicable at two levels, at the entity level and at the financial product level. Uh, It also introduces two new concepts, sustainability risks and negative sustainability impacts. In fact, it's the concept of double materiality. Sustainability risk is defined at a social governance or environmental event that could negatively impact the value of the investments. Conversely, Principal adverse impacts or negative environmental, social or governance impacts that a company may have. Okay, let's look at the entity level first. Uh, What are the transparency requirements there? In fact, at the entity level, there are several requirements. Sustainability risks that should be incorporated into investment strategies. The due diligence policy, which determines how investments are selected according to ESG criteria and its identification, prioritization, and mitigation of negative sustainability impacts according to regulatory technical standards. And finally, the integration of ESG risks 
into remuneration policies to encourage more responsible management of resources. All right, and at product level, what about the transparency requirements there? At the level of financial products, a common set of minimum transparency requirements applies to all products, whether they are sustainable or not. These requirements should be communicated in the pre-contractual documentation and describe how ESG risks and negative impacts are managed at product level through two points. Consideration of sustainability risks and their possible impact on product profitability and the consideration of negative sustainability impacts by the product. An additional level of requirement is requested for sustainable products depending on the level of ambition associated with the product. How do you distinguish between the different levels of ambition? In fact, there is two kinds of products, Article 8 and Article 9. So, products that could be described as light green are known as Article 8 products. These products promote environmental or social characteristics in addition to their financial aspects, but without having a sustainable investment objective. Products that could be described as dark green, known as Article 9 products, or products whose main objective is sustainable investment. The additional information to be provided for items 8 and 9 should be included in the pre-contractual documentation and on the website. It should cover the investment strategy that would be deployed to achieve the ESG objectives and the methodologies used to assess, measure and monitor the performance of these indicators. The objective of the periodic reports will be to include regular monitoring of the achievement of the ESG objectives or characteristics that have been defined. Thank you for that description, it's very clear. Uh, what about the timeline for implementation? SFDR was implemented on 10 March 2021 at an entity level. It was the first level of application. In 2022, a new ETS will come into force. It will help to add more precise information and better assess negative impacts thanks to its templates and methodologies for calculating indicators. Okay, thank you for the timeline, but what are the key challenges? We identified five key challenges. The first one is the availability and quality of the data. In fact, one of the main difficulties faced by financial players to date is to obtain quality data in order to meet the reporting obligations of the disclosure regulation. This question of quality, of governance, and of calculation methodology. The second um, challenge is the density of regulation with an evolving agenda and the need for support for stakeholders. The third challenge is the fine distinction between Article 8 and Article 9 products, because without taxonomy, the difference between the two articles, the two kinds of products, may be very thin. The fourth challenge is, is the balance of the adjectic that is difficult to maintain. It's generally observed in European regulation on extra-financial for information that environmental aspects generally take precedence over social aspects. This is mainly a matter of, of maturity in the definition of ESG indicators. The future challenges of for SFDR and other regulations will be to rebalance environmental, social and governance issues. And the fifth challenge is the cost of reporting according to the actors. Last but not least, it should be noted that the cost of reporting is a challenge for financial actors. Data recovery will require cooperation between multiple actors. In addition, it will be necessary to consolidate this data 
analyze it and verify its quality. These different processes will result in significant reporting costs. In order to reduce these costs, it may be necessary to review internal processes and automate reporting. Thank you, Mathieu. I think we're all a lot clearer on objectives, timing, and challenges uh, that go along with implementing SFRD. What words would you share with us as a conclusion? Thank you. I would like to precise a few points to conclude. The upcoming CSRD standards should contribute to easing the implementation of the SFDR by providing common reporting rules that will address both the SFDR and taxonomy information needs. The CSRD request that the future European sustainability reporting standards onboard both regulation data requirements in the first set of standards to be adopted and for a first-time application in 2023 in the sustainability reports. One challenge remains the time lag between implementation of SSDR and that of the new reporting standards. The next two years will remain challenging for SFDR implementation. Another point, even though implementing the SFDR brings many challenges, the work of harmonizing practices and ensuring a better comparability of products and entities needs to happen. But this needs to happen beyond Europe's border as well. Given its lead, Europe's role will be decisive in setting and disseminating best practices at a global level. Thank you, Mathieu, for having joined us today. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk Sustainability. To keep up with the series, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or go to mazar.com.